Ramsey, do you always wear that sweatshirt? Have you even washed it since we got back from the Black Hills? <laughs> it's <laughs> either that or that I, hat all the time. I wear this hat a lot, but this sweatshirt, I didn't even... I like the hat. I don't, I don't know about that. You had that sweatshirt on the whole entire time we, we were, were out the there. the Black Hills. Always. I had a white one. That's the only no. sweatshirt you wore. That's I think it. you slept with it. No, that was a white one. It still one. smells like fish. It smells like fried <laughs> fish. Ugh. All right. Well, welcome to the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Matt Deitch, joined by Scott Sturman, as always. And tonight, alongside us is Dusty Ramsey. Welcome to the podcast, Dusty. Thanks for having me. It's not, you your, first of, not your first appearance on here, but tonight you get to be on the whole thing. Yeah, the first one was a little nerve-wracking. Kind of got thrown on the spot by you there, but... We'll see you how tonight goes. Right. <laughs> yeah, you did good. You actually did really good, better than I do on a week, <laughs> week-to-week basis. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, he did okay. He, I'm better looking, but he he did Ooh. do a decent job talking. Yep. You can't be good looking if you wear the same sweatshirt every single <laughs> All day. All the time. It's probably his Facebook picture, profile picture, his Instagram profile picture, his Tinder yeah. <laughs> what, what way do they swipe if it's bad? <laughs> I don't know which way. I don't know. What way do you swipe? Yeah, you would know. You <laughs> left, left is bad. Left, left is, bad. is bad. All right. Well, swipe into the left tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a nice weather weekend we had Beautiful. last weekend. Compared to negative 50 degrees wind chill the week before, we got up to about 40-some degrees on Friday and on Saturday. Yep, that was awesome. I uh, had the chance to go out fishing with my neighbor across the way, Jeremy Clausen, and his kids. And, yeah, we got on a few largemouth bass, a couple bluegills, uh, pond, western Lyon County. And, yeah, it was fun to see those young kids pull big bass through the hole. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. I still like pulling big bass through the <laughs> Definitely. hole. So, yeah, seeing them do it, that, that was great. That's the nice thing about Iowa is just the, no, the number of farm ponds that we have. Yep in the state here a lot of people talk about minnesota being the land of ten thousand lakes but sometimes people say iowa is the land of ten thousand farm bonds well especially you get down to southern iowa and eastern iowa there's a lot of hills i mean those guys yep. can dam up a little pond pretty easily yeah and they grow some monster fish in there big They're, fish i mean I, all of them just the pond just south of town is where i caught my biggest largemouth ever yep yeah you you always hear of like multiple times throughout the year people pulling out you know bluegills pushing one and a half to two pounds i mean i think the state record bluegills caught a private pond yeah a so, lot yeah. of them are and the thing is a lot of them are private but just like hunting if you go up and knock on some doors a lot of people are willing to let you go out there you know yep. sometimes they might ask you to ah, just yeah you can go fish but just release yep, everything you catch the pond that we were at on saturdays catch and release only and yeah that's that's fine by us yeah like you said it's just about getting the kids out there and yep recycled fish and that's right catching those quality fish too i mean it's not anything that you're gonna have to keep anyhow no, no. and you know if you caught a real whopper and you wanted to throw it on the wall I think most of the farmers would understand, you know, yeah. I mean. Or even get the measurements for the, the replica mount, too, yep. since yep. those are getting so yep. popular. That's always the option, yep. the old replica. You went uh, Sunday? Sunday I made it out, went over to Lake Pahoya, went over there in the morning and fished till about 12.30, till a little afternoon. It was a good bite. I don't think it was as good as everybody was talking about on sat- what Saturdays was. Yeah, but Adam Top was over there on yeah. Saturday. He said he did really good. But you know, I caught a lot of fish. Yep. But not. A, I think I caught probably about eight of them that were big. You yep. know, a couple that were a few that were over nine inches, and a lot of them, and a few that were 
in that seven to eight and a half inch range and brought four of them home for some fish tacos for I saw the fish tacos. That definitely looked great. Well, they tasted they tasted better than they looked and they looked <laughs> pretty that. dang good. Yeah. I believe that. So yeah, I got over there. A lot of ice yet. There's about twenty inches of ice I'd say on there. I had the one guy, like I was telling you guys earlier, drove his truck out was driving his truck out there. The big thing now is a lot of the snow melted on top of the ice, so there was that little layer where you'd break through and walk through about one inch of ice or one inch of water in certain spots. But uh, yeah, it's it's really good fishing over there right now. All over the lake, you're going to catch fish. Yep. Did you see the new bait machine? Did I see the new bait machine? I did not see it when I was there. But it's there. I it didn't notice there. because I'm not used to. I'm not used to yeah, looking who, for. Yeah, it. you would have to look back. But you can now buy live bait at Lake Pahoya, L and L bait and tackle out of Rock Rapids. Uh, Lance Vandeweerd, Luke Stuby, who bought the bait machine from me down at Junction Nine Seventy Five, now put one out at Lake Pahoya. It's right on the south side of the little entrance shack there. Yep. And uh, they don't have minnows in there because minnows aren't allowed yep. in Lake Bahoya. But I know that they do have a small selection of tackle, like some jigs and whatnot. Maybe some line, I'm not sure. But wax worms, and then I'm sure during the summer they're going to be stocking night crawlers and yeah. everything else in there. So I think that's going to be awesome. tremendous. It's Especially for us, it's nice that they have the bait machine here in town, like you said, but if we forget and we get over there and you're like, I thought I had bait, and I, then you get over there and realize you didn't have any. Or you drop it or, you yeah. know, or in, anything. You run know. out, you yeah. walk back up. And yeah, go. you run yeah, out. You get yeah. I don't think you've ever yeah, had that. Say, <laughs> Unless you dropped them in your pocket Rams. or stepped on them. <laughs> got hungry in the shack, but using them all on fish. Hey, well, guys, these things actually aren't that bad. You guys ever ate a waxworm? <laughs> they don't taste real waxy. No, but so, yeah, that's over there. So they got two locations right now, and I think they got another one that they're going to be announcing pretty soon. They've got another one on the way. I talked to Lance uh, a little bit earlier, and they've got another one on the way. Uh, they haven't said where that one's going yet, but uh, yeah, it's going to be here in Northwest Iowa, and I think it's going to be great. They, yeah, they're kicking. They're putting minnows in yeah. the in the bait machines now. They got the LBV live bait bags that they're putting in there. And don't be don't be gun shy to buy minnows out of a vending machine. I know I know people are like, oh, you know, how are they going to keep them alive in there? I've been over there. I've seen the bags. You know, I, I used to own the bait machine here in town. So the guy Gary, who they bought them from, I personally know him. I know the the product. He was keeping minnows alive in there for 31 days. That's crazy. And you know. It, it's gonna work it's gonna work and it looks like what are they selling them by two dozen and two a bag dozen i think for like a couple bucks or yeah like two bucks two fifty something yeah. like that which is really good i mean That's, it's oh, hard yeah, to yeah. go to a bait shop and get a scoop of minnows for two dollars and get them at midnight get them whenever you yeah want. you can get them whenever you 24/7 need 24 7 when you're there stop into junction 975 but. best gas station food godfather's <laughs> pizza <laughs> well that's and that's you bring up a good point there for us a lot of the times when we're going over, we'll say to the lakes, we're going over to Silver Lake, there's nowhere to get bait for us unless we drive all the way to Spirit Lake to one of the bait shops over there or Okaboji. So it is nice. We can grab it in the morning. We can grab it the night before. And we have it. We can go when we're in Rock Rapids. Or if you're driving from Sioux Falls way and you're heading over that way, 
you can swing in here and get the bait. Yep. Yeah, if you're going to go over for a morning bite and, yep. you know, want to be there before the, the bait shop's open. Not knocking the bait shops in Okoboji. Well, no, it's They're, just... I mean, all the bait shops over there are top-notch, but, yeah. Convenience-wise yeah, for people for us driving that have to drive an hour, like it makes a big difference. Go look them up on Facebook, L&L Bait and Tackle. Uh, like their Facebook page, and I think here in the next week or two, they're going to be dropping where the other... Bait machine is going to go. Third bait machine. That's pretty cool. Taking over the Midwest, L&L Bait and Tackle. That's right. I love it. Get on board. I I hope they get 80 of them. I hope so, too. (laughs) One in every town. A bait machine in every town. Bait machine for you, bait machine for you. (laughs) And Lance will look like Oprah. Everybody gets a bait machine. That's good stuff. Yeah, that is nice. That I mean, so definitely go and check those guys out and support them. Nice thing about it, too, is that they're easy to get a hold of if you are having a problem with the bait machine. Yep. They'll... Treat you good. Yep. Next up, let's talk about Bassmasters. Bassmasters. Bass One thing Masters. that I love to do, fantasy fishing. Now, a lot of times when I mention this, people are like, what? Fantasy fishing? They're like, I don't do fantasy football. I don't do fantasy baseball or anything like that. I'm a sports guy, but I don't do those things. I do fantasy fishing. And last year was a lot of fun. I mean, I, at one point I was in the top 10 in the nation on Bassmaster.com. And I had a bad couple tournaments at the end there and kind of slipped, but I, figure I was I'll up be, there close. I figure I'll be top 10 pretty much all well, year. Oh, yeah. Especially, I, I believe that. Maybe in our group, but... <laughs> Just as long as we all beat Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. You're top and 10. Dan. And Dan. Got Dan. Well, well, Dan will win it because he has no clue. He'll just go in there and pick guys that... Two minutes before it closes and win it. <laughs> slab game Rick. <laughs> That's probably the best one. The <laughs> My best brother name. Eric, Slab Game Rick is the username. So yeah, if you go on to Bassmaster.com and up on top on one of the buttons you can push, it's fantasy fishing. It'll take you there to how to get to sign how to sign up and all you need is an email address and make a password and a cool name for yourself. And had I known I would have made a cooler name. Well, yeah, I think right? you can go back in there and Edit redo it, it I think. I'm starting to think. Because mine is right just <laughs> Matt RD. So, yeah, thinking big, you know, ooh, yes. that's <laughs> quite the name. Uh, but you go in there, you register, you set up a team, you go, and they there's brackets. They have an A bracket, a B bracket, a C, a D, and an E. And you go in there and pick a guy from every bracket, and the higher they finish, the more points you get. Which is, I mean, it's real easy to play. You don't need to look up a bunch of stuff. Now, you can if you want. Like, I will sit there sometimes, and I'll do some research on the lake and look at past tournaments that were there and see how guys did and finished. And, you know, this sets up for this type of guy. Like, when they're coming to the northern lakes, it's like, ooh, you know, this guy's kind of a smallmouth dude. He does really good on smallmouth lakes. And the lake that they're going to be fishing on is going to be a big smallmouth lake. So... You know, you kind of try to load up your roster with that. They have a couple articles on yep. there that you can go where experts pick, you know, who their top three in each, Bracket in each group is, is going to be. Who they think so. might be a sleeper. Yep. So. Um, I think my best advice on that that I've found over the years is when I go and pick now, I just go in there, I, start, I look through the bracket, and the first name that jumps out at me, I pick it. And I don't go back, and I'd like, because there's been too many times where I'm just like, I pick a person, and then I think about it for a while, and I'm just like, oh, man. I overthink it, and I go back in there, and I change it. 
the person that I had originally put on my team finishes in the top 10, and the person I replaced them with, like, finishes, like, 85th or something like Coolest that. Coolest name. That's all it comes down to. Well, it, well yeah, I, I mean, sometimes yeah. that's what it... That's what it takes. You just don't overthink it. That's the nice thing about it. You pick five guys and you go. Yep. And then for a tiebreaker, you got to pick a weight, like what the final weight is. I had no clue. I I didn't even. I was gonna say, is it three fish or five? Five. It is five fish. Okay. It's five fish, and that's the one nice thing. You know, I kind of like about Bassmaster, the series yet is it's their five big, the five biggest fish now with the major league fishing, starting. They go out there and it's. How, who can catch like the, who catches most. the most and the highest weight? Yeah. So any fish over one pound is weighed. And uh, I tried to watch it the other day. Their first tournament was the other day, and I just it was hard for me to really get into it. I, I'm not gonna lie. It was there's just something about you got to go out and catch the five fig, biggest fish that day. I mean, it makes the weigh-in exciting. Yep. When the, you know it as they're catching it. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it just kind of like oh okay, well that's neat. Oh okay, that's neat. I like the calling and some of that stuff too. Yeah, kind of makes. Well, and then it comes down to ounces. There's just something about it when two people are standing up on that podium, and it's just like this is, this is for the win. This is for a hundred thousand dollars, and they put it on there. It's like you need fifteen pounds and six ounces, and the guy comes up there and gets fifteen pounds seven ounces just to see his reaction. You know, the guy that loses reaction. So, yep, we're gonna we're gonna offer a prize. I don't know exactly know. What we'll do, maybe. Yeah. Well, we have a group. We have a. If you go in there, yeah, you sign yeah, up for bad. that fan fishing. If our group name, there's, you can hit the group button and join any group. You can join at any time, and you don't. It's not that like you have to join at the beginning of the year. You could join at the last, right before the last tournament, and come in there and beat us all. Uh, the group name is the Midwest Angler Podcast, and the password to get in there, it's all one word, lowercase, is Midwest Angler. So. Midwest Angler Podcast is the group name. Password, Midwest Angler. That's all one word, lowercase letters. And if you do have a problem, message me a matter on Facebook or yep. whatever. We'll we'll help you get on there. And if you want to know who to pick, message us too. We'll tell you who to pick. Yeah. <laughs> nope. So yeah, no. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna offer a prize for the Midwest Angler group. Um, I know that Bassmaster themselves. I think if you get first place in the whole entire nation. Is a tracker boat? Is that right? I think it was a Triton boat last year. Triton boat, okay. Like an eighteen foot Triton bass boat. And I could use that. Well, yeah. There's I mean, it's there's a lot of cool prizes like the top ten. Like if you get into some of these groups, if you're like in the tackle warehouse group, if you win that, you get like a huge prize package of tackle. Even like even if you finish like tenth in that group, sometimes. So okay. It is it is pretty cool. The only thing that it does suck a little bit that people can join right at the end as far as like if you haven't been a part of that group all year so it's like i've been leading the group all year and dusty has more points on the year than me then all of a sudden he joins right in the last week he wins the group we're not letting him we're booting him out it it happened to my friend joe may a few years ago he finished he was in the top 10 in the nation and he was going to finish and he's like okay in top 10 in like the tackle warehouse one and right at the end, somebody else joined it, and it bumped him out of there. And it, we thought that was kind of a sour deal. It's like, if you're going to do this, you know, he was a part of the group the whole year. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, that that it's fun. It makes it a little bit more interesting. Usually, the day, the tournaments are a four-day tournament. This and Thursday, 
is the first one the seventh it's the seventh so you have to have your picks in by that by wednesday night at like midnight because okay. they're take off they're down in florida so take off the next day is whenever safe daylight is down there yep so and it's always so hard to tell with the florida tournament like what time of year if they hit it right they could catch over 100 pounds in four days or they could catch 50 pounds in four days as if they, they might be catching big females or they might be catching small males yep so it's it's, it's kind of cool to how those tournaments play out so you're catching bass like ramsey likes his women <laughs> big females or big females oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right and moving right along <laughs> no we're gonna in well we've already introduced ramsey most of the people probably watching already know ramsey but uh Ramsey, you grew up down in Texas, did a lot of fishing down in Texas. You want to touch on that a little bit? What, yeah. Uh, what you did? What did you all fish for down there? Down there you got largemouth, you got catfish, and you got perch. Not, got when you say perch, not the like perch, perch is like a general, for you guys down there, it's like a general term for every fish that's not a largemouth bass or a redfish. Down or a catfish. <laughs> or catfish. Down White there. perch, red perch, <laughs> spotted perch, sand perch, big mouth perch, sand perch. <laughs> Basically any kind of sunfish, like your green sunfish, bluegills, um, you know, warmouths, pumpkin seeds, anything like that. It's just a perch. That's just what they call them down there. So um, it makes it easier for them, Scott. Up here, we're a little bit more educated, and we know the species <laughs> the names and the differences of the fish. So yeah, growing up, you know, you—that's what you did. You caught largemouth bass. You went to the lakes and, you know, caught catfish, whether it's on big rods or using jug lines or like trot lines. Um, and then every now and again, you know, you go to a lake that had some crappies, but um, most of the time, you were fishing in your local ponds. Or if you lived out in the country, a lot of people had ponds on their land that were stocked with um, catfish, bass, or, you know, the sunfish. Um, and that's what you did. You just caught a lot of that stuff or went down to the coast and caught the three main fish there. Um, your speckled trout, redfish, and flounder. Okay. No snook? No snook. There's not snook in Texas? Just I, the, I, if they there is, I've never known. must be smart. Yeah. They kind of they stay away from that. <laughs> there might be, but he just, when you're chasing bull reds yeah. in the bay every day. I tell you what, though. <laughs> I didn't know, you know that tailing, bull reds tailing. Yep. The other day I was watching a YouTube video, and and this guy's fly fishing for reds, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's some tailing. And I'm like, holy smokes, it's Ramsey. <laughs> bull reds are tailing in the bay. There's, yeah. there's nothing that I have felt... You know, people talk about those big Lakers and, you know, the, their fight and how much they weigh and, um, you know, like the pound-for-pound pound type deal. Um, down there, there's nothing that I've ever felt and that's just made my real scream like one of those big redfish. Yeah. You're talking like a medium-action rod, seven foot, seven and a half foot, that just bends over and your drag is just going and you can't stop them. It's well, you fish them a lot like largemouth bass, don't you? It's pretty yeah. similar to fishing largemouth bass. You can you pitch can take jigs. yep you can pitch jigs. You can take topwaters. Um, you know people actually go with like bass equipment and mm -hmm. you can go catch redfish and trout off of the same exact stuff. But 
What's the biggest redfish you've caught? The biggest redfish I caught was a... Now, remember, all your friends from down here are going to be listening and watching to this. And we don't want our page to blow up saying, he's lying, he's lying. Dude never even caught a redfish. (laughs) Biggest redfish, honestly don't know. But the closest thing to would be like a black drum. Basically a redfish without the spot. Um, And that was about 52 inches. And it was just about 52 pounds as well. So that was the biggest one. That I've caught. Well, there you have it. No, that's big fish. Very big fish. What, now, coming up here and fishing, what's kind of some big differences that you can see from down there compared to up here? Well, the probably the biggest for me is the different spe- fish species. You know, you got down there, there's, there's no walleye, there's no northern. There's, you don't have to worry about casting out and something with teeth and fresh water breaking your line. So, you know, coming here, I remember being younger and, like, you know, getting hooked up here in the Rock River and my line snapping and, like, being confused, like, what just happened? Like, what just broke my line? And then, you know, the fishing styles is a lot different as well. Like, they're, you know, spinner baits, topwaters, the buzz baits, some of that type of stuff. Um, and, like, crankbaits is something that you use a lot. Up here, especially, like, the Rock River, the fishing is, is so much different. You had to learn to fish with, like, the current. You had to learn with the rocks, um, different water temperatures at different times of year and, and spawning times, some of that kind of stuff. So that was like kind of probably one of the biggest adjustments for me was different baits, styles, um, and different styles of fishing, really. Would you, would you say fishing up here has made you a better angler or did you do you feel like you've learned more down there that has helped you catch fish up here no i think coming up here um i was really kind of blown away with with how much better it's made me as as an angler um just throughout you know like my senior year of high school when i moved up here talking to you in pe class and um for one of the months we you did that fishing class and Mm -hmm. uh you know, you sitting there and teaching us the different types of baits and some of that kind of stuff, it it really helped a lot. Like, you know, just jigging in general, you didn't do a whole lot of jigging, you know, when you were fishing down there except for um, some of that saltwater fishing. So coming up here, learning how to fish those tubes and some of those flukes and some of that style fishing is a lot different, and I think it, it definitely helped with my knowledge a lot. And you just started ice fishing last What's just it? last year. Just last, last year. year. Yep, that was my first year. Yep. First year. Yeah, it was fishing. crazy that first time you took him out and he showed up with cowboy boots on and yeah. chaps and <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing cowboy from boots. Texas, so. Cowboy hat and Yeehaw, here we go. Is this hat gonna fit in the shack? <laughs> it was it was different, but I remember, you know, we talked about it for uh, several weeks and you know, trying to get out there and you guys trying to explain to me and like the different rods and you know how the, why the jigs are so small and that kind of thing and i mean i caught fish the first time i went and i feel like i kind of picked it up decently yeah. quick yeah as much as it pains me to say you you've actually yeah you've become pretty dang good ice fisherman yeah you you know with ice fishing with the bluegills and and whatnot which we target most of the time you really got to have that finesse you know the people that don't sit there and jig their pole the whole entire time aren't 
gonna see the same results. No. And and I mean, you do a good job at holding your you know holding your bait level, but making sure that it's flickering and. You, you do a good job. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You've caught a lot of nice fish through the yeah. ice already. And you do a good job. Patience, I think, is a big thing. A lot of people get frustrated right away, and you just stuck with it. Whether that be for the fact that you were with, riding with us and you had no other way to do it but sit there <laughs> and you. learn how to do it. <laughs> otherwise, it's otherwise, going to be a long day of being cold sitting on the ice. Yep. And, I mean, I've learned to enjoy it. It's one of my favorite things to do ever since last year. You know, when it started getting cold, it's like, all right, it's coming, it's yep. coming, and it just, it's, it's a good time. I mean, just being out there, being on the ice, never knowing what you're gonna pull up out of the hole. I mean, it's just, it gets you going. Like sometimes, you know, you're sitting there, like when I caught that 26-inch walleye there in West Okaboji, just had a tiny little black check eye jig on, little plastic, catching bluegills all day long, just about to leave get a hook set and it's like oh boy what do we got here <laughs> and then you pulled it up and you know just like you see it just underneath the hole there and the reaction is like buck fever almost it's just like all it's right like i gotta this, i gotta land it gotta this, land it all i can picture is you in that shack just like on grumpy old men when he gets that big wall up and he's got a hold of it and he's like, oh, she's holding it and petting it like this thing is so beautiful and i I still wish my brother would have gotten a video of you pulling that through. Well, he wasn't there when you actually nope. got it through, was I he? pulled it up, and it wouldn't drop its tail down so it could come up the hole. So I just stuck my whole arm down there. I was like, I got to land it, got to land it. And I ended up pulling it up through. And I was shaking so bad I could barely dial the numbers to call Rick to come <laughs> help me. But No, that's – what What would you say up here in the Midwest, what is your favorite fish to target? Smallmouth. Smallmouth out of the river? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I haven't fished for them, you know, in the lakes around here much, but, you know, when you can go down in the river in an afternoon after work, something like that, and catch 10 to 25 largemouths, and the fight... Smallmouths. 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 The fight from those fish are just like nothing else. It's it's crazy. Especially in that current. Yeah. If you've never caught one in a river, a 12-incher field, I mean can feel like a 20 incher compared to like when you go to a lake i mean they still fight they're still fun to catch in a lake and they put up a heck of a battle but there's just something about this river especially when you hook into one that's you know 17 plus inches springtime i mean they just hit the bait like a freaking i don't even know just jacket hit it like a smallmouth bass yeah, yeah. <laughs> something real similar to that <laughs> no no i don't know if we got anything else to say to you I don't know. What do you have? Anything to add as far as your experiences coming from the dirty south to the (laughs) to the north (laughs) to the tundra? I don't think there's anything to add, but no, no, nothing to add. Nothing to add. Just plain and simple, short and sweet. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you think about. I think about some of the the size of some of the largemouth bass down there. You miss that a little bit. Like some, of some of the those size things are of the, huge. Yeah, they're just huge because they don't the grow as big up here. The, the big, big females, females again, yeah. and the bull reds. You and know, the bull reds in the bay. Matching rod, matching shirt in the bay. 
Red fish, red <laughs> red rod. Yellow socks. <laughs> yellow rod. He's probably about the only guy that we know that color coordinates his outfit, outfit to for... his fishing rods oh, and to go fishing. Look Dress good. for success. <laughs> Look good, feel good, catch fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah boy. We're getting, we're getting him there. Yep. No, I don't know if we got Big much plans else. this weekend coming up or anything like that. I got Grady S basketball. basketball tournament all day on Saturday. Ramsey, you got Army drill. Yep, you got drill all weekend. That's one thing, yeah. Thanks yeah, for your service there, Dusty's and the National Guard. Spends a lot of his time doing that stuff. And as you can tell, yeah, he, you just touched that. So you're going to have to take oh. another shower. You, know? <laughs> you got any disinfectants? Yeah, it. Something like that. <laughs> no. Uh, just going on with this, like other things that we enjoy listening to, some of the guys, uh, SmackDown Outdoors podcast, it's out Mr. of the cities. Mr. Doug Glimmerveen. That's another one. Go check his stuff out, guys. It's an awesome podcast. It covers a wide variety of stuff. It's not just fishing. It's not just hunting. Kind of gets a little bit of it all. One of his fun things that he does is he starts off every show with a fun joke. Yep. That's kind of cool. Uh, so go check him out. That's the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Yeah, there's all he can listen to that a lot of different places. I mean, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. He's starting to video his stuff just like we are. So well, go check him out. You guys always start yours off with a joke. Hi, I'm Matt Deitch. Hi, this is Scott Sturman. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just got edited out of this episode. <laughs> didn't he? It was episode of, 10. We yeah. saved him for, ep- this is episode 10, and he does that stuff right Double there. Double digit. <laughs> oh, well, this is the big it. 10, you drip. So definitely check him out. Also, the Casting Deck Podcast. Those guys out are out of central Canada. You got Eric, Garth, and Mike. It's Every Monday night, they do a live thing on Facebook, and it's always fun watching them, those guys. And They're kind of wild and crazy. They're up there on Lake Winnipeg all the time going after the big greenbacks. These guys are wild. They got some fun stories. So they're really interactive. Almost every time I've asked a question on there, they've answered it. You know, they really interact with their fans that they're on Facebook Live. Yeah, on Facebook Live. But they also do the podcast as well. You can listen to them different places as well. So definitely, like I said, check those guys out. Um, The Broken Line podcast is another good one to listen to as far as fishing goes because i mean you gotta you can't just listen to us all the time you can, you can. Ap- after you listen and watch ours four or five times then you got to go somewhere else and watch some other things to get your fix i mean we're definitely out of all those ones that we've mentioned we're definitely the best looking podcast easily i mean minus ramsey one of the reasons we put them on here we just look that much better now we want to take her down 50 percent. yeah scott and i are both married so we got <laughs> All the, we don't need any groupies for our podcast. I thought you added me for the, the female crowd. Well, yeah. We needed yeah. to get a female on the show, so <laughs> exactly. we got you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, all the males are taking over this. Oh, we got an answer for that. We'll bring in Ramrod. <laughs> Worked. So, all right. Well, I think that's it. Unless anyone else has got anything. No, just get out there. It's going to be cold for the next few weeks. Get after the fish. Send us in some fish pictures. You keep listening to us on all of our stuff. SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, check out the YouTube videos. Google Play. Google Play. Check out our Facebook page. Scott put another great article up on our face or on our website. Yep. W- the, the MidwestAngler.com. There we go. 
So check that out. And Other yeah. than that, yeah, tight lines. Good luck out there. See ya.